Hey y'all, welcome to the Project Body Podcast, where we talk about all things body work, wellness, and everything in between. Join us at our table as we unpack and examine what it means to work in the wellness field. We're so happy you're here today, so let's get into it. He put the mic. I don't know why the mic's not over there. Just rotate the whole table. Do you not like change? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't like change, especially when week after week I've been sitting in the same spot. You don't like change. Um, you know, I don't like unexpected change. It's funny you say that. Is that the topic? (laughs) 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 Um. So, in 2020, everybody was forced to make a change in their lives, right? The topic today is, how do you cope with change? For starters, I'm sitting in a new spot. And um, yeah. I just ran, I rolled with it. I just adapted. I, I moved the chair to where the mic was and... I embraced the new spot, even though I am verbally complaining. My actions said otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have a back to yours. You did too. You're the only one who didn't move. Why did you change the mics? (laughs) It was perfect for this topic, actually. (laughs) You knew the whole time. We specifically didn't sit there because of the sound that came from the streets. Well, well unless we go in there. We're going inside. In one of the rooms. Oh, that's, that's... a lot of change. <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> Next week, we'll go to the old oh my location. <laughs> we have a lot of rooms, so we could just keep on um, yeah. piggybacking. Or... So how do you how do you deal with change? Um, I love this question because um, I was I just did a survey. This I don't need to explain this. This serves nobody any purposes. But um, somebody asked me this question yesterday, and I was contemplating on it. And I guess um, my life is full of constant change. I mean, like, especially over the last two years, um, I kept, I just kept packing up my truck and then driving cross country every couple months. And so there would be times when I was in one state and then I'd be in my truck, living in my truck for a couple days, and then I'd be in another state. And there were some times where I would jump on a plane and go to another state. And there were times where I'd wake up some mornings and I'd be like, what state am I in right now? <laughs> where am I? And I'd have to think about it for a second. Um, and, okay. Oh, this is the backstory. I needed this backstory to understand this full circle. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, okay, so this guy asked me during the survey how I don't burn out from work and my answer was I live such an unconventional life I live such a different lifestyle than most people where I I do travel a lot and I live out of my car and I kind of live like a hobo lifestyle in a way um nomadic is what they call it. yeah nomadic <laughs> is a great word instead of hobo <laughs> lifestyle <laughs> that's my brand hobo I'm a goblin um but that i that was that was my answer his question was how do you prevent burnout from yourself and my answer was change i need to change things whether it be my environment you remember when i came to you in 2020 and i we were planning on opening up a second location together and i came to you and i said i'm sorry i can't i didn't deal with change that well when you said (laughs) i don't know 
<laughs> that's out. Let's explore that. How did you feel when I came to you and I said, yes, I know we've been planning this thing for so long or thinking about this thing for so long, but right now I can't. So I definitely have to go home and marinate what you said. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can only imagine him stewing. <laughs> There was there was a lot to take in because it was just it was just so weird and out of the blue where I just came in one day and I said, "Hey guys, I'm so sorry, but I just gotta like move to the desert." And everybody was like, "What?" I was like, "Yep, move to the desert. Gotta go." Yeah, yeah, it was. And every and and everyone's big question was, "Okay, but um, what are you gonna do about the business?" Because like it was thriving, it was successful, it was doing really well, and I was like, "I don't know." And and I remember you saying, like, after you marinated, you came back to me, and one of your questions was, "Are you willing? Would you think about selling the business?" And I was like, "No, never. That's appalling." And then your follow-up question was, "Well, to me." And I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. <laughs> of course I would. Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, that, that sounds... You should have started with. <laughs> but like, it took a minute to get there. We, we didn't start with that. That wasn't... Well, it, it started as, I can't do anything. I just got to move to the desert. And then, but, and then how do you adapt with that? <laughs> so, But if you think about it, it is a viable question because uh, you were, were going to be so far from the business that... In a regular person's mind, it wouldn't make sense to manage a business so far away, right? Especially since it, she's been so like hands-on, and yeah. so she's not a invisible owner. She was very hands-on owner in the trenches. Yeah. I'm still in the trenches. Even when I was in another state, I was still as much in the trenches as I could be. Um, but I think that there's a commonality in um, these uh, situations that we are bringing up. Is when things happen and change needs to take place there is an adaptability that happens like we have these adaptability skills mm -hmm. that allow us to change right. so like when my mic was not sitting in my usual spot <laughs> i didn't say anything about it i just took the chair away from the spot that didn't have a mic and i moved it to a spot that had a mic well you also started complaining about did it did i yeah, is did. that how it started? <laughs> I mean, we do have this on, on um, recording. We can we go do. back. <laughs> but, but my point being is that, you know, like there was, it could have been a completely different route where I looked at my spot and said, Andy, why is my mic not in my spot? You mm -hmm. need to change, move my mic. Instead, I just moved the chair and adapted with where the mic was set right. up, you know, um, as now. And I think that, that that's like a commonality where a lot of people struggle in life in general because like they have high expectations of what should be happening or they want to control situations so that it happens exactly as they want it to happen and when it doesn't happen the way that they want it to happen they get really upset and they get depressed or anxious right. or sad or mad um and then that's when you get a lot of like turmoil and stress because you're not adapting to what is happening. You're so attached to the outcome that you created in your head. Um, so that lack of adaptability, I think, is... Well, I feel like people should definitely embrace the change sometimes. I think my change is good. Because, I like change. I mean, life is all about changes, right? It is. That really is the only thing that you that is guaranteed is 
guaranteed is that everything will end up changing at yeah. some point. Well, you need to ask me this question in literally like a year's time. Really? That would be the best time to ask me this question. Because you will have changed? No, because I might, remember in December, I might actually like live in another country for three months. Oh, stop that. We're not talking about that right now. I'm just saying. Wait, you said might? I thought that is happening. Well, girl, I gotta save up the yeah, money first. It. Oh, okay. It is or it is not happening. Well, I'm, I'm saving up the money. Like, I'm on the right track to do this. But if you don't have enough money, you're not going to do it. You're going to do it. I'm probably going to do it. You're going to do it. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Regardless if you have the money or not, you're going to do it. Yeah. Shut up. So, yeah, it's it's different because I'm going to a whole other country where it's English is not the main language. Yeah. You're not going to have your support system. You don't have, like, your regular friends, your coworkers, your boyfriend. Where are you going? Argentina. Uh, My family's out there. So. Um, it's my 30th birthday and my grandma's 90th birthday. I'm like two months apart. Right. So instead of trekking twice, I was just going to plan to just to stay there. So. And like, we have a house down there. Um, I've never made an extended stay. I've always been there for like two weeks max, maybe three, never three mm. months. So I would be essentially living there, like having a regular, regular life for three months out there. Right. I'll be moving for three months. I'm not calling that moving. Are you kidding me? It's a sabbatical. Stop. That's a a long vacation. It's a long vacation. (laughs) You're going for an extended stay. You're not moving. Your legal address is still going to be in New Jersey. Girl, it's still moving. No, it's not. (laughs) That is not the definition. You are not relocating. You are coming back. You are not leaving your boyfriend. You're not leaving me. Shut up. Four months later. I don't accept this change. This isn't happening. Lisa comes out to Argentina. Where is the white chick? Excuse me. I've come to reclaim what is mine. We can't uh, not speak about 2020 for speaking about change because, like I said, he forced everybody to change. Everybody had to be dynamic in a way. Everybody had to reinvent themselves, right? I was going to say, it was either you were dynamic or you were static. You had a choice. You Mm. either moved or you didn't move. And the people who moved did great stuff. And the people who were static, they sank. Like, you have a choice. You either move or you don't. To go back to the whole, like, what pushed me, what what lit that fire underneath me that made me be like, I got to go to the desert. Um, I remember specifically, um, I got an ovarian cyst and it was probably one of the, like, the most painful things I've ever experienced and it led me to the hospital which like if you know me I'm anti-doctors well I'm not anti-doctor but like I just like avoid going like as much as I can I'll go if I have to but like um I'm not going on the regular whatever right. so like um but the pain was so severe that it drove me to bring myself to the ER and it was an ovarian cyst and I needed like two weeks or so to like just sit and rest and chill and like let my body like um heal from it mm-hmm. um and it was in that two week period that I just kind of was like ah, I can't I had to sit still I couldn't work because we were forced to be closed like the government shut us down so there was no work to do I could have done like computer related website work but like um but there was just no pressing thing that I had to do in right. that moment I was also sick and the doctor's orders were to relax and and heal and stay calm and just like chill for two weeks and in that two-week period, I was like, I have to go. I got to go. I got to go somewhere. And there was this burning desire in me to move. Like, to like you know, going back to those, those words, dynamic and static. Like, I couldn't sit there statically anymore. I couldn't just sit there and just, like, twiddle my thumbs. I needed to do 
something extreme. And I have history of living in Las Vegas. Like I, I, I had that connection to the desert and I knew that like, and I always had it in my head that I wanted to go back to, to the desert, but um, I was just so connected to Project Body that I felt like it needed me. I couldn't leave um, that I, needed to be with Project Body in order for it to be successful. And so like, I was stuck, again, static. I was static, I was stuck here. And it wasn't until like, I just felt this burning desire to to be dynamic, to move, to and not move like as in like, relocate, but like move from one state to another, but like just, I needed to get on my feet and go somewhere. Um, and yeah, so like that change absolutely energized me and, and did stuff for my mental health and just my soul that I don't know if anything else could have done it right. the way that I needed. You know, I needed that dynamic power. Right. And I don't know if anything else could have given it to me if it wasn't just like just moving to a completely different um, like, so place. It was almost like your soul was asking for this change. Yeah, I needed it. I needed yeah. that change. And because like, you know... Honestly, I learned so much with that change. I learned that, you know, the thing that was holding me in New Jersey and connected to Project Body was this belief that Project Body needed me. And when I ripped the band-aid off and I took myself away from, from Project Body, I, that was it. It was either Project Body sank or swim, swam, sank or swam. Um, it was successful or it failed. Like it was, it was going to be one or the other. Yeah. And I pulled the bandaid off. I took myself away. And what happened? We were Still, fine. Yeah, yeah. We were fine. We were Still successful. Float. We continued to grow. <laughs> we continued to grow all of these months yeah. and years later. Um, we're doing way better than we've ever done. So like I learned that it, you know, while yes, it, the clinic does great when I'm inside the clinic, but like, I don't need to be inside the clinic and, and I needed that change in order to learn that about myself, about yeah. the business, about my coworkers, about all of the pieces of the puzzle. You know, if I stayed statically and continue to carry those beliefs that, Everybody needs me. I need to be here. I need to be, you know, 100% hands-on all the time. I would be so burnt out right. beyond my wildest beliefs. Like, and I wouldn't, I don't think I would be able to create any of this stuff right. that we have nowadays. So that, I mean, that tells you that change or embracing the change could lead you to a positive, right? Outcome. You just have to let, let yourself go, I guess, sometimes. Yeah. I think it's, it also really depends on like your mentality too. Um, we've talked about this in past podcasts about your lens, like how you see what lenses you're looking at the world through. If you see things in more of like positive lens or if you see things in that negative lens, um, you know, in 2020 when people either stayed static and did nothing with themselves or they were dynamic and they moved and they embraced whatever COVID threw at us, um, you see that mentality, those, those, um, static people were more seeing the world through negative lenses right yeah. um jenny how did you deal with uh change in 2020 i never slept so good <laughs> 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 i didn't realize how burnt out i was and i just that i just needed to like be home and recharge right because i used to work with cairo so i used to work like 40 hours a week and which is like the normal but right. it was like long 10 hour shifts oh you were still working you said no 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 okay. no because the location i was in closed down because we were inside another facility and Got we it. didn't have 
our own entrance, so right. we had to close down. So did you work at all in the in those what three some months? No. March to July. No, I didn't work June. No. So you're one of those static people, right? Oh my! I was a <laughs> potato, and I loved it because I was because I used to be. I'm. I have too much going on a lot of times. Um, did I feel cabin fever? For sure. And that's when I ran 120 miles in two months. <laughs> it was either that or commit like mass murder. So it was, I chose running. Um, yeah. Um, but I loved it. I didn't realize that I like disliked working those really long shifts. It was a steady paycheck and it, you know, paid the bills and I had got really good money, but it was just a lot of like dull brain. Like I just didn't do anything all day and it was just like draining mentally opposed to physically. And then when we started opening up, my office only opens up eight hours for the week. And I was like, I don't know about you, but I need to pay bills. <laughs> See, with me, I am a very active person. Mm -hmm. And so not being able to get out of the house, uh, even like breathe outside air or, you know, just be out, being outside, this does good to you, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it, was, it was not doing good to me mentally, uh, physically. So I had to, I guess, make jobs for myself at home. I was, I painted the whole house. <laughs> I was breaking stuff. <laughs> That's how you got so good. Um, painted no, the house I mean, four times. I, I was fixing things that did not need to be fixed. <laughs> but, you know, I... I was making improvements. I realized that, you know, I just need to keep myself busy. And if this is the only way that I can, then I, I will. And I'll keep... Uh, breaking things and <laughs> putting a patch on it. <laughs> oh, what? what, what you know, the funny thing is that years. when I painted the house, I didn't like the color. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, it was only going to be one wall. <laughs> and I when got a little bit on the other wall and said, oh, I'll just paint the other one. <laughs> and then the same thing happened on the other corner. So <laughs> but before you know it, the whole house was blue. <laughs> I think I was lucky when the pandemic hit because uh, my favorite, I haven't played video games in such a long time. Um, and my favorite like childhood game got remastered and remade mm -hmm. and it came out. Animal Crossing? No, but I love that game. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy. Oh. Seven. Oh, oh boy. He, Cloud? first crush what's up <laughs> um but it came out like right as the pandemic like was like in like kind of like early swing whatever and i bought it and i played that game oh i almost played that game for 24 hours straight because then i was like oh she probably sleep and it was like <laughs> The next day, and I was like, "Whoa, that'll be the." Song. I had a yeah. I had a few of those nights too, where I had no idea if it was morning or night, <laughs> uh, but it didn't matter, right? Yeah, it, it was no concept of time at that point. I don't. Yeah, I didn't make breakfast because it might have been <laughs> dinner time. <right? laughs> 
you can have breakfast and you're going to die. Because we're adults. Like, and that food is so delicious. I, I also, I gained, oh, I gained like 15 yeah. pounds. Yeah, I ate like a pint a day of ice cream, yeah. Ben and Jerry's. I found my favorite ones, fish food. So if anyone wants to bring fish food, <laughs> from Ben and Jerry's. I feel like when it comes to change, it's always good to outweigh the positive and negative, right? Yeah. So this is what happens when I feel it's still too stagnant. I put my big girl pants, or I call it the case of the efforts. Yeah. And then I just barrel through my life with the case of the efforts for like a month. Um, um, ask myself, if you died tomorrow, would you regret not doing the thing that you are debating in your head? Yes. And that, oftentimes, if I answer, yes, I will regret it, um, that will just plow me into doing whatever it is I'm questioning. And I, I don't really question or think about it anymore. If I ask myself, if you die tomorrow, and you will you regret? Or if I live the rest of my life, and I owe it, and I don't do the thing. Will I look back on that decision and question myself? What if? What if I did? What if I didn't? What if? I don't ever want to have a what if or that kind of thing in my head. So I ask myself those two questions and then I pile in. So I have a question. Yeah. So I have a question. Um, I asked this question to one of my clients that we like chat about everything. I asked him, "What is?" one of your biggest regrets in life. Is she an older person? No, it's just a teacher. We talk about random stuff. It's like becoming a teacher. Yeah, I asked him, like, what is your biggest regret? It could be. I mean, some people, they're in, you know, they, they go for years in their careers and they don't, they, yet they complain about it every day, but they don't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you must not really hate the job that much if you don't want to change it. I love or... people, you know what it is? People love to complain. That's the thing. Mm. People love to complain. They're so scared of the change or the possibility of a new um, um, reality. Or failing. Or failing at a new reality that it's just easier to stay in the status quo and stay static where right. they are. Because they know what to expect where they are. Mm -hmm. And they can, you know, they're saying like, well, it sucks, but I know this sucks. Right. So I could deal with this. But it's scary to change something because you can't predict at all you don't know anything about the change change is scary most yeah. people are terrified of it it is um but i'm more terrified of a life filled with what ifs and regret yeah that's why i'm doing the argentina thing because when i was younger i always wanted to like go there for about a year and just hang out for like six months to a year and i just never did it and like my grandparents are getting older now and I'm just kind of like, if I'm not gonna bite the bullet now, I'm never, when never are you gonna, gonna do it. Yeah, so three months is not what I initially wanted, which is like six months to a year, but it's three it's months. It's a compromise. It's a compromise and I'm willing to take it. And you're still getting that experience. Yeah. One thing I wanted to do was, and I was thinking many, many times last year, and I said, I, I need to pull up a Lisa. Got your hair blonde. No, yeah. <laughs> I need to pull up a Lisa. Meaning, I should go somewhere for a year. <laughs> and just like, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, do it. It's harder for you because you got like a whole family and kids and shit. But like, honestly, well, I'll just put them in a bag and get them. Where were you? <laughs> no, 
for real. I like Satania has like come up and, and said things like, I'm thinking about moving to Texas or something. And my anytime anybody ever comes up to me and says I'm thinking about Because you get it, right? I get it. A hundred percent. Here's the thing. I don't want to see you go. I don't want to see you go at all. I want you to stay here right. with me. I want everybody to stay with me all of the time. But that doesn't do anything for anybody. If you even have an idea in your head that you might want to experience a new place, get the f out of here. Go. That's why when you were like, Lisa, I want to talk to you about something, um, and you were like sheepishly coming to me about the Argentina idea, I was like, go. Like, I don't even care. And you were like, well, what if the FMLA thing does something with the company? I was like, whatever it is, we'll figure it out. Just go. Like, yeah. you need to go. Um, Sure, we'll miss you for three months. I you're like you're not just my coworker. You're like one of my best friends. But like, oh. you will never. That experience is irreplaceable. Yeah. Or even, or even if you were to do something like I did, where you went somewhere for a year and then came back, there's no harm in that. Or maybe you left and loved it and never came back. Yeah, that's okay. But you know, it, and you have to understand. You don't know that, unless you try the change. Yeah, like she being here. Not saying that I want you to go, but you being here might be, might be us just keeping you from the life that you should be living right now. Yeah. Though, this has been one of the best leaps of faith I've ever taken. Aww. It's just three months, Jenny. You come back. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> no, not that. That's not what. Oh my, Atlanta. Oh my God. Speaking of change and changing your career, changing from working with chiropractors and having that guaranteed 40 hours a week. Yeah. And then coming to me and saying, I'm thinking about coming over here full time, but I'm scared. And then me making my bargain with you, being like, I believe in you and this is what I'll do because I believe in you. Yeah. This is getting this job and coming to this job full time was one of the best leaps of faith that I've right. ever done. But you wouldn't have figured that out unless you were willing to process and go through that change and adapt with that change. I had the case of the efforts, honestly. Um, and it was... Because this kind of job is way different than a hourly Cairo job. Yeah, and the thing too is like with Cairo jobs and though I loved working with them, it is draining because it's just 10 hours just straight and like it is a set schedule and like I don't think I can ever go back to a regular regular job and I slightly hate you for it but you ruined you you did you ruined me I make all everybody that comes and works here I make them raise their bar of expectation in their employment in yeah. their careers because I, I don't think I can go that. to any other job and be like first um, in mid-April I am bouncing for three weeks <laughs> going to Europe have a good time thank you <laughs> and then eight months later hey guys I'm not gonna be here for three months. I would be surely fired at any other job. <laughs> or at least like given a lot of grief about it. Yeah. You know, super, made, super made grief. to be filled, made to be, they're gonna make you feel guilty. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why that was hard, I'm sorry to say. But they're gonna make you feel guilty. They're gonna make you feel like you're not helping, that you're, yeah. you know, leaving a burden on the facility or whatever. Yeah. There was a, a nurse when I was in, at the doctor's. And she was like, yeah, like, I can't go with my family to Sicily. I'm only going, like, it's no point because I can't take two consecutive weeks off. And I was like... So she's wow. foregoing experience with her family because her job has her so enslaved. Wow. Yeah. It was nuts. And I said, Ugh. excuse me? 
Um, Andy, um, I don't know where we derailed, but I'm really curious. Um, if you were to go somewhere, where are you gonna go? Well, he, he talked about pulling Elisa, and so I'm just yeah. like curious. So, where, where would you go? Where are you going, bud? You gonna start a new project body somewhere else? It's uh, it's not hard to figure out. Dr. Dr. Are you in the Dominican Republic? <laughs> oh, okay, it's going back to the motherland. Honestly, maybe Texas, Florida. <laughs> well, no. Uh, well, you know, I was thinking of investing um, in property over there. Yeah. Because um, it's a nice, up and coming, you know, uh, place. Uh, but also, uh, you remember I went to DR last year, and my mind, it had been such a long time since I felt so, so at peace with myself. Uh, everything melted, every stress, everything just, because the thing is, like, people there, they're chill. It's the environment, it's Absolutely. the people. And over there, like I said, you know, I think I mentioned this, but at 12 in the afternoon, the whole country just stops. Yes, yes, there. And everybody just, everybody's sitting down, everybody's eating, everybody's enjoying themselves. Yeah. Uh, and then at 1 p.m., everybody's back in work. It's only an hour for you guys? Yes. Oh my God. 12 p.m. is. Argentina's real. It's lunchtime. Lunchtime. <laughs> it, you know, it's nap time over there. It's well, like lunch and nap time. There yeah. It's, it's like a time. three hour span, if I'm not mistaken. Unless they changed it. It's like. You, everyone desert, no one deserted at 12, and then no one starts like popping up until like three. I, I mean, I, I just remember, because I'm not, haven't done this in a long time, just sitting and staring at a flower. Like, have you ever? No, because I, every single second needs to be like, you, you need to be making money in order to survive in this <laughs> society that we live in. Like, I, I no miss pressure. being that tranquil. Huh? That tranquil, like that's what you were. You were so like at peace, at zen. You're like, this is amazing. Do you think? Do you think that I am like that? At that moment when you're looking at the bumblebee okay, or the bee. Got it. <laughs> not not like, in the daily. Let's clarify that. <laughs> that's why I'm trying to leave. <laughs> Get that zen we back. We had a meter of stress. My meter would be very full. I feel like if I live a year, it might be too much. But because I remember when I came back, mm -hmm. I immediately started working on the changing room. That's what immediately. happened. Same. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but I was yeah. just by myself, and I didn't know. I don't know how I did this. Oh my! I, listen, I've and never... the changing rooms, like you went. It, it was supposed to be like a bare bone, like kind of like simple structure, and you were just like kaboom, the like all time pristine kingdom of dressing rooms. Like it wasn't just a dressing room. Like you made like. A beautiful artwork out of wood that was completely unnecessary but look what happened you right. went through like a period of like yeah. um, detox essentially yeah rest and detox and like getting your, your soul right again and then like you came in did wonderful work yeah i experienced the same stuff too uh, that was just two weeks too seriously every time i would drive in from arizona i come in here like a bat out of hell right. and then i would do my stuff over four eight weeks or whatever and then when the time came i'd pack up my truck i'd head back to arizona i would maybe come back over here in about four weeks i'd fly back on a plane i'd be here for a week i'd come in fuck shit up fly right back out but like i came in like whirlwind every single time i would do crazy things while i was here and then i would i would bounce go back to the desert so i could recharge again um my best work came out of
of those times where I was just like, I, I can do all things now. Yeah. Um, that recharge time, like you don't, when you're, it's the same thing when you were stuck with, you know, in your 40 hours per week Cairo job doing the same thing over and over again. When you're in the um, repetitiveness of that daily, um, you tend to forget and you tend to like not see the problem that yeah. it's sucking your soul. Yeah, and like you have very little like life and work balance. Oh man, it's horrific. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is like work here takes you away from so many things. Mm-hmm. Like imagine you have a shift between nine to three shift, right? Uh, all of a sudden, because you have you know, you have to be at work in the morning the next day doesn't let you do too much because you still have to work the next day. I always find it so interesting that um, you're an immigrant and my parents are first generation. I'm a first generation American, so I have a lot of family mm-hmm. in other countries. And they think that because I live in the States, like I am rolling in dough. Oh, yeah. that's. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, like when you come for like the three months, like bring all the your dollars and like you're going to be like living grand, this and the third. And I was like... <laughs> I don't have dollars. <laughs> what are you smoking? What dollars? If you just knew my bills, you would just cry. Like they're like, oh, more money, more problems. I don't know. For some reason, I thought it was just dr. That was no, like it's that. they're like, oh, you're American. Like you must have all this cash. I'm right. like, you want to look at my bank account? <laughs> She's sad all the time. Um, so I'm like. Yeah, like they're like, want to go on vacation with me while I'm over there? And I was like, this is the vacation? This is my vacation. I'm going to be working at my cousin's spa. She owns a spa. So make extra income so I can actually do stuff. Because I'm just, I, me, here, hey, just saving up money so I can just go there and survive here. (laughs) See, one thing, I mean, I can say this because it happened to me. And I can relate to that. Uh, when I went there, there's a family member. I mean, mind you, I'm on vacation, right? He came to me with his problems, and I'm on vacation. You know, I don't want to. I want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that, Lisa. <laughs> so get up and walk away, you fool. <laughs> She's like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know the crazy thing is that she leans to the microphone too. She was back here, right? And she's like, <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> and you're saying I'm derailing cough. this. I can't blow my nose. <laughs> And you say, I'm derailing this. <laughs> Lord. Anyway, your cousin? What? Problems? Coming to you for problems? <laughs> yes. yes, my cousin. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm still hearing Lisa's nose in my... Is it the headphones? <laughs> you gotta change the frequency on her. <laughs> You know what we gotta do? We gotta do a, a bloopers, um, <laughs> a bloopers uh, episode. episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sweet baby die. Jesus. 
I'm taking it from the top. <clears throat> All right. Um, cousin. 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 <laughs> I think I said what I wanted to say. No, I no you got distracted by the nose blowing. Anyway, you got so, it. I mean, I. Any of, all of it anyway. You were talking about how your family and they think that you're drowning. You're like, well, everyone thinks, like, because I'm American. Right. Like, thinks I'm rolling in dough. Right. And, like, I'm like, that's not the case. Have you been here? Like, <laughs> come. Come see how much it takes to live, yeah, especially no, around Jersey and New York. It's just expensive. Yeah, I mean, you know, you definitely have more opportunities here, but you also have more bills. So... <laughs> Yeah, um, more money, more problems. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? A good time to call it an episode. I think he's like, I'm tired of the derailment. I am tired of that. I'm tired of Lisa's nose. I'm tired of... <laughs> it's, <laughs> he's, you traumatized him with your nose blowing. I'm going to dream. <laughs> this is why we didn't have the podcast last week. Oh, uh, actually, there might be a guest next week. Uh, I still have to confirm. Um, next week, am I still here? I don't know that, but I also have I also have another guest. I have two guests coming in. Oh, There's one might be next week. The next one would be on the twentieth, and you will not be here that. I will. I will yeah. not be. The twentieth is a Thursday, so the twenty-first. You mean? Twenty-eighth. Twenty-eighth. Oh, that's yes. the weekend. Friday. That's I'll be here next Friday. All right. So this is about time to call this an episode. Um, we'll see you next time. Wow, you sound so sad. I am because it's October. We're done. We gotta change. Oh. <laughs> okay, we gotta lift up, lift it up, <laughs> lift it up. Just a little bit more pepper. Let's go. Let's go. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> I hate your fake customer service voice. It's worse than mine. All right. And that's our time for today, guys. I. Until next time. Go ahead, say it. I can't. Goodbye, Cub Scouts. <laughs> no, it's peace out, Cub Scouts. I was trying to prompt you to say it. None of you wanted to correct me. Say it. And get you say there. it. Say peace it. out, Cub Scouts. <laughs>